every year you make a resolution to change yourself. This year, make a resolution to be yourself. Unknown author. Welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast show. I'm your host, Dr. Babs. I am a triple board certified family, obesity, and lifestyle medicine physician. I'm also the founder of my online holistic wellness company, Living at Your Finest. This podcast is devoted to helping my community to live at their finest by being empowered with the pillars of lifestyle medicine to nourish and flourish as a whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. It is estimated that 80% of lifestyle-related chronic diseases within our community are preventable. So it's about time that we change this narrative for the better. So join me and my guest as we share transformational and sustainable skill sets from our own health and wellness journey to support you and your families in achieving ultimate well-being. So I hope you're ready to live at your finest. Well, let's get to it. Living at your finest health champions, greetings. This is the end of the year. Oh my goodness, 2022. Just, I just reflect and I thank God for his blessings. I thank God for the journey. I thank God for you and yours. I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to have this platform as the host of the Living at Your Finest podcast show. I welcome you to the last episode of 2022. And I embrace all the great blessings that are ahead of us. I truly am appreciative of your engagement, your reviews, um, shares, just so many blessings that have come my way just using this platform and for the community that we've grown together and just making every effort every day to live at our finest by being whole, vibrant, and healthy. Today, I want to discuss seven ways to start in the new year differently. I know that's a quite interesting title, isn't it? We're going to review how we usually enter into a new year, what is the hype about the new year, and how can we start it off differently? I'll discuss those seven steps. So stay tuned. So the new year always started with me planning what I was going to change. I would reflect on my life, how much weight I've gained, and how I need to lose the weight, and how fast I need to lose it. That was my focus. I mean, there might be a few things that I wanted to accomplish in my personal career, maybe with my family goals, but that was not a problem. It was really when it came to my own health that I always had the challenge. And it was because of the approach. I always approached it from a place of what I didn't like, what I hated about my buddy, how much pounds I've gained and the clothes that couldn't fit me. I didn't pay attention to the lessons that I learned. I mean, I was grateful for the blessings that I had achieved and I understood that challenges along my way just made me stronger. But in relation to my health, I was displeased. I needed to figure out a way to exercise better, to eat better, whatever. Those two areas were the biggest New Year resolutions that I made. and. Unfortunately, as you guys already know, but New Year resolutions, you break those in a week, two weeks. I always told myself, I think I'll, I, I think I have a good, strong plan this year. I will not stick to the statistics where I'm going to fail in the first two weeks or the first month. But the reason is because I always came from a place of hate. I didn't come from a place of what did I learn this year? How can I love myself? How can I take care of myself from a place of love and not from a place of hate? 
there's a difference when you decide to take care of yourself from a place of love and respect yourself enough that you learn from your experiences and you embrace the habit of growing and learning instead of from a place of hate and a place of despair. You know, my daughter, God bless her heart, she loves to order and she has all these apps on her phone. And I've never heard her say this, but she actually said, you know, mom, I'm going to have um, Panera Bread, last one for the year. And I'm going to delete all my apps on my phone so that I wouldn't be tempted to order. And I laughed. I was like, wow, okay, let's see how that goes. And then my older daughter, she babysits and she actually went to babysit and the home that she was at, there was all these snacks that I used to have in the home. And unfortunately, when we had all those snacks, even the fresh fruits and veggies, they wouldn't eat it. So I stopped and us all being sweet tooth, we knew that that wasn't serving us well. But she went to babysit at a home where, oh my goodness, the pantry from the way she described it, it was tons of all these processed foods, packed snacks, pastries and stuff. And she went to town with it. And so she was reflecting, she's like, my new year resolution, when I go to homes where they have all these processed foods, I'm not going to go to the pantry, I'm going to bring my own food. I was like, okay, well, that sounds better. That's like, you know, a place of loving yourself, understanding that you, you that's not going to help in the long run. If you eat all those unhealthy foods, you're not going to want to eat healthy foods. So we definitely are surrounded by friends, neighbors, even ourselves, we want to do better in the new year. We want to show up better. But what is the big deal about a new year? It's a new beginning, a fresh start. But when we actually think about it, every day you wake up is a new day and a fresh start. So I want to speak to you about seven steps that we can start the new year differently. Because without that, nothing is sustainable. And that's why today I don't have a new year resolution. I don't, I don't even keep one anymore. I just laugh because the old me always had one. I would start it off January 1st running and saying that I'm going to show up running and exercising every day, you know, so it's a continuous lifestyle. So I encourage you, all you health champions out there as you enter into the new year to love yourself more, to care for yourself more, come from that place. Don't come from what you don't like and what you didn't do well, what what you failed at. Come from loving yourself for who you are and understand that you you have all these determinants around us, all these variables that we have to tackle. How best can we tackle them? That is where I'm going to share this seven steps because that's what has helped me and that's what's kept me at ease and at peace into 2023. Now, again, I don't know how your year has been, but I know that there's beauty in the midst of it all. Sometimes harder to see in the moment, but I want us to embrace the seven steps and see how it can help us in the future. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of the Living at Your Finest podcast. My goal on this podcast is to empower, educate, and encourage you to take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest, body, mind, and spirit. Of note, the information provided here is for educational purposes and does not substitute for medical advice. Please discuss your health concerns with a licensed medical professional. In addition, the content here does not reflect those of any organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with. If you're in need of more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook or YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we learn and grow together. 
friendly reminder to subscribe to iTunes if you haven't done so already. Share this podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Now let's get back to today's episode. Seven ways to start in a new year differently. Now, if you want things to be different for you, if you want to sustain those habits which become a lifestyle over the course of the year and beyond, I want you to pay attention to these seven steps. First, you have to be reflective. Reflective of the year that you've just finished or you're about to finish or maybe the day that you've just finished. So reflective, you must always be in a state of reflection. What are the lessons learned? What were the triggers? What were the temptations? What were the stresses? We have controllable stresses and we have uncontrollable stresses. So which ones were you in control of? Maybe your attitude, how you showed up. And there's some things you can't control like the weather, people's attitude, how people drive. What were those lessons? You have to be reflective. It might take time, but I promise you this mindset work will take you a long way. When I used to make new year resolutions, all I knew was that I failed at being consistent with exercise. I didn't eat right. I went down the rabbit hole with sweets and all of that. And I gained weight. And that was all I saw. I didn't see all the other good that I had made and the intentions. So we have to be reflective. Don't run into a new day. Don't run into a new year without being reflective of what happened. What happened? Where were those trap, the traps where you can actually improve on? Now, whatever you reflect on, it's not so that you could be judgmental to yourself. It's just so that you can know where you're going based on where you are at the moment. Don't want you to get stuck in, in the past but use it as a yardstick to propel you to where you want to go. So for instance, for me, I know that I'm a sweet tooth. I say that all the time and an emotional eater, and I knew what my triggers were. So I had to find a backup. I had to find ways where I'm full eating nutritious foods that kept me full. I needed to have my water nearby. I needed to have my healthy, tasty, sweet foods so that I wasn't running to things that were unhealthy. I had to make sure that my home was equipped with meals that would keep us, you know, healthy. Anytime I bought juice, we would not drink water anymore. It was just juice. So we stopped buying juice. Doesn't mean that we don't drink juice on special occasion, but then it was more people to share. So be reflective. Please do not go into any new year resolution or any new day without being reflective. Sometimes we want to be in denial. We want to ignore. Don't do that. Go with the intention to be reflective. What worked? What didn't work? What were the pitfalls? What were the temptations? What were the stresses? That way you can identify how you can move forward, how you can be intentional. You want to, of course, be joyful and grateful, but not resentful at all. Second, growth mindset. You have to have a growth mindset. Having a growth mindset is having a mindset of just what is possible? You know, I've always said for many years that never say never, but there are some things in my life that I said, I will never do it. And today I'm actually envisioning it. I'm actually thinking about it. I'm not just seeing it as a possibility. The world that we live in, we're lifelong learners. Things change in the healthcare field. My goodness, that changes a whole lot. How much even with nutrition, one day you hear, eat this, don't eat that, eat this and drink this. But have a growth mindset, not to derail you, but to be able to learn how 
to eat better, how to sleep better, how to reduce and minimize your stress. There are tons of books out there that can help with your growth. Growth is not going to happen automatically. You have to invest in yourself. You have to be intentional about yourself. So what I, and and I'm not talking about every health trend, every diet trend that is out there, because I used to do that. Anytime I hear a diet, hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. But no, do your background, do your research. Just because somebody, it worked for somebody doesn't mean it's going to work for you. What is the science behind it? First of all, find the science behind it, talk to a few people, and then you make your own decision, but have a good mindset. Don't just shut things down. Plan to read, plan to collaborate, plan to attend programs. Just have a growth mindset. Don't set up any new year resolution. Okay. Like my daughter that said she's going to delete all the, all the delivery apps on her phone. Cause I've told her time and time again, don't order, save your money. But again, she, you know, she's in high school. I can't control so many things, right? And I've learned to choose my battles. I'm like, okay, you know what? You'll learn it yourself. So she has learned how she can delete the apps and not only delete them, but there's no way that she can have those apps on her phone again because she wouldn't know the password. So that is some growth mindset. That's something she learned on her own. So have a growth mindset. This can take place in many areas of our lives, whether we're talking about our holistic health, mind, spirit, soul, and body. Now, number three, review your relationship. What are your relationships? Before you decide to make a new year resolution, before you go into another day, what is your relationship to people? Does it bring good? Does it bring pain? Does it bring joy? Does it bring peace? What is your relationship to food? Do you see food and you're like, ah, like my daughter, Cassidy, right? She doesn't see it at home. And that's my fear. That's why I don't like restricting because when you now see it, you want to go like crazy with it, right? But you have to know yourself. What is your relationship with food? Uh, is a unit from a place of abundance or a place of scarcity? What is your relationship with people? We are social beings. So we like to be around people. And when we're around people, we want to eat. It's automatic. Like the other day, we were going to go and watch this movie, um, Avatar. And my kids are like, we are eating popcorn. I'm like, no, we just had dinner. There's no reason for popcorn. And besides, we have like whole grain popcorn that we make. And it's not boring. It's your mindset. Let us have that instead. Because number one, you save money. You save all those unwanted calories. And they were were mad about it. But I mean, we've eaten popcorn in the movie theaters. To me, it doesn't taste like real popcorn because it's not real popcorn. So places, environments, sometimes these places trigger you to eat unhealthy do a reflect, be reflective of that and pay attention to these triggers. All right. You have to have a healthy relationship with food. You have to know that food is first and foremost foil for you. And it has to be nourishing. When it's nourishing, it keeps you full and you have normal glucose levels and you don't have your insulin spiking back and forth. This goes back to your why. Why do you want this? If you have unstable glucose What happens? You have insulin resistance, you have weight gain, you have cortisol level. There's just so many problems that come from eating foods that are not good for you, inflammation. So you want to review your relationships before you sit down and write it. Who are the people that trigger you? How can you modify that? What foods, what environments, where are you triggered? Because your relationship with all these different items is a reflection of where you're headed in life. All right. We always hear that the sum of the total of five people you spend your time with is totally who you are. And the same thing goes with the places that you hang around. If you hang out learning, you're going to learn. But if you hang out just scrolling through social media, that's what your life is going to be. So you want to be in a healthy relationship with either food, people, or environment. 
the new year is a great opportunity to fire some toxic and mediocre tree, um, people that are around you or just relationships or environments that you don't want to be a part of. Number four. So after you've done the first three, all right, you've been reflective, you've chosen to have a growth mindset, do your research, find whatever you need to help you to that place where you want to be, review your relationships, your, play, your, your foods, your environments, your, the people, you now want to set health goals, health goals, right? And you want to do, you don't want to do it in isolation. For me, I was very candid with my family, my husband, my kids. I'm like, okay, we have family history, genetics. And even though we know that very little of it is our genetics, but our environment, I really had to tell my family members, I want to be healthy. I don't want to be on medication. I want to do my best not to be on medication. I want to live at my finest, being whole, vibrant, and healthy with health markers, I needed to be honest with them because I was uh, setting my goals. I didn't want anyone to derail me. And I told them it's good for you all as well. So when you're setting these goals, you actually want to be very honest about your goals. You want to make them very smart, right? Very, very smart. Just like we have smartphones, smart TVs, you want to have smart goals. And this is in your health, your finances, your spiritual life, every area you want your goals to give you a focus and a direction. Don't go like, for instance, what I've done in the past, where I would say I'm going to run. I've done that before. Where I say I'm going to run every day. I'm like, that's not possible. The weather, um, you know, if I'm at work. So just keep it simple. Start somewhere, build it up. You know, they say that 21 days will develop a habit, 90 days that would create a lifestyle. And I recall that, you know, someone had said when I posted, I was on vacation and I was working out, there's like, even on vacation, you're working out. Yeah, because it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's continuous. Even when you don't feel like it, you know that you want to maintain these habits. Same thing with foods. You eat your veggies every day. The logo in my house, my son and I, it's veggies first, protein next, followed by your carbs, your whole grain carbs, so just have those health goals in place, simple, keep them smart, them relatable, keep them attainable. That would definitely keep you going. Now, the last three, write it down. Number five, write it down, write it down. I don't know about you, but I have set goals in the past and I'm like, what was it I said I was going to do again? I can't remember because we're all so super busy. You know, I don't know if busy is the right word. I have an episode that I say, why do we keep saying we're busy? So maybe I should say we're productive. We have a lot of things at us. For me, I multi-passionate, right? So I, you know, I'm thinking about multiple things I want to do all at the same time. So you have to write them down, write it down, find a collective place where you put your thoughts and ideas. So there's something about pen to paper, write it down, make it visible. And I'm not talking like, you know, a board, you can do a board if you like, if board is your thing. I remember a few years back, my kids were like, you know, getting on my nerves and I went to keep them busy. So I said, go do like a board, a new year board. And it was fun. They (laughs) cut out paper and they, you know, they get themselves busy. So I'm not saying do busy work here. Be very intentional about writing it down. What are your goals? You know, your health goals in terms of the the pillars of lifestyle medicine, nutrition, um, what is your physical activity? What is your sleep? How are you going to minimize stress? Are you going to reduce toxic substances? And secondly, how are you going to prioritize self-care? So write those down, your six pillars, write them down. And of course, you know, finest living, There's that part of enrichment that I include. Make sure you put it down, write it down, make it visible, make it clear. And then number six, you got to figure out your your tools. What are your skills? We're not seeking willpower at this point because willpower wears out very quickly. 
It really does. Because we make so many decisions. And if you're leaving it to willpower to decide if you're going to exercise, if you're going to eat well, you're just not going to have the energy. You're going to be totally burned out. So you need to put skills in place to help you show up differently in the new year and beyond. And skills such as peering. So for instance, at night, I know that, you know, I want to be in bed by 1030. I, I would set my alarm. My alarm is at nine. And at that time, that once it's triggered, I know it's time to get my lavender tea and then, you know, get my hygiene going, brush my tea, do whatever I need to do. And then when I'm, you know, brushing my tea, then I, I pair it up with some form of affirmation, deep breathing. So peer things up, things that you typically will do. And it's second, it's just second nature. You don't even have to think you do it. Pair it with something, a new skill that you're trying to learn. We call it stocking too. So like you stock it. Uh, for, for instance, when I go grocery shopping on Fridays, that's when I do my grocery shopping. And then on, on Saturday, then we cut and chop. And then on Friday, we meal prep. Pair it with things that you already do so that it remembers and triggers you to do it. That's the only way you're going to get those new year resolutions up and running. If you don't pair it with something else, very soon it's standing on its own, isolated, and it drops off. So always make sure that you have your skills in place to ensure that whatever health goals that you've written, they are achievable and sustainable. And last but not the least is create accountable partners. I cannot say this enough. No man is an island. We work together to support each other, to encourage each other, to learn from each other's experiences. I've learned so much from my patients, even though I'm there and I, I'm there to serve them. Just from their experiences, I've learned a lot from them, what to do and what not to do. So we always want to have accountable partners that will walk alongside us. Find that person that you can be accountable to as they are to you. You want to make sure that your big goals, you share it with them. If you have to get a coach to help you achieve your goals, please get a coach. I am available to assist and help and guide. You know, my mom always used to say that the eyes that see does not see itself. I've had accountable coaches um, that I've held myself accountable to. So they see me, they see my blind spots, right? So you want to be accountable. You cannot do this on your own. It's impossible. If you could have done it on your own, you would have achieved it by now. So I do want to encourage you to just give them permission to hold you accountable. You know, just love yourself for where you are right now. And you would see that you would approach the new year differently, not with all those new year resolutions that we tend to want to make and think that we can do it if we just push through or knuckle through. You want to put these seven steps in place and you will see the difference that it will make in your life. So I'm sending all my love and best wishes as we enter into the new year, stronger, wiser, and loving ourselves for where we are and where we intend to be. So once again, I truly appreciate you all, communities of health champions. Thanks for hanging out with me all year round. Uh, I see you in 2023 and I know that great things are coming our way. God bless you all. Take care. Remember that you deserve to live at your finest because you're worth it. Happy New Year.